Welcome to a new Ad Voices podcast. My name is Elena Schulz-Gimeno and today we start a new series of recordings that we have captured during our Unite for Quality Education and Leadership conference in Rotterdam. The conference took place in May 2017 and was attended by delegates from all over the world. Some of our key speakers agreed to talk to us during the breaks and engaged in very interesting conversations about the topics of professionalism, pedagogy, leadership and curriculum in education. We hope you will enjoy listening to this AdVoice podcast from the Netherlands. Today we will be listening to a conversation between our senior consultant John Banks and OECD's head of division at the Directorate for Education and Skills, Yuri Belfali. They will be discussing the importance of the international survey known as PISA. What are its aims and its limitations? Are teachers involved in the interpretation of the results? Thanks for listening. I'm John Bangs. I'm Senior Consultant to the General Secretary at uh, Education International with a responsibility for liaising with the OECD. And my name is Yuri Betfali, Head of Early Childhood and edu uh, Schools uh, at the OECD. And I'm leading the work related to school education teachers' issues, including PISA and other large-scale surveys. Yuri, you and I sort of contemplated what we do for our podcast. And we thought we'd have a conversation, not particularly about the highly theological and uh, ideological issues that might dominate PISA, mm. and may well dominate a discussion in the, uh, in, in the main plenary today, but actually the relationship of PISA to schools, because it is teachers that fill in the contextual questionnaires, it's their students that fill in the instruments, mm -hmm. and in a sense the time that's invested in that means that actually there's also an opportunity because they're in charge of it to actually do something with the data but the amount of data that the OECD has on it uh, including its technical reports is enormous and although PISA is a very very great interest to those who call policy levers seems that there's a sort of another interesting area that's worth exploring about what teachers do with what they've contributed to. I mean, I, is that a big question that's worth con considering? I think that's a very important question because, first of all, PISA exists to improve teaching and learning. So yeah. teachers, as well as students, should be at the center of the PISA initiatives that PISA should exist for the sake of learning and teaching to help teachers and students and also to improve policy making. But I agree with you that most of the products or analysis that we are uh, producing uh, are focusing mainly on policy makers. That comes because of the starting point of PISA, which is part of the OECD's work, and we are focusing on better policies for better lives. But at the same time, without teachers, we cannot change policies and practices. And without teachers, even the beautiful policies stay on paper. So we need to have teachers as important partners. And I think of two ways to have stronger collaboration uh, with teachers. 
in terms of the development and the analysis of PISA. First is to uh, have more teachers' involvement in terms of the interpretation of the results yeah. and how we can make sense of the data and the results that we can get out of PISA and how we can reflect on that in light of the practices that they are having in classrooms, in light of the conditions in which they are working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that occurs to me actually is the relationship that PISA governments, those who have contracted to take part in PISA, have with their own teacher unions and representatives of teacher associations. And in a sense, we're at a very early stage about what those governments do. I don't, I mean, there seems to me that, and you don't have to comment about specific governments, but it does seem to me that those governments actually don't quite realize the enormous potential and capacity for dialogue between those representing teachers and indeed teachers themselves, the schools that have taken part, mm. and themselves about actually saying, what do we learn from PISA? Mm. And do you think that the policy inferences that you get from PISA are relevant to what you do in the classroom and you mm. do in your school community? Mm. And I have a very, very fond memory actually, way back in the late 2000s when uh, PISA 2006 came out, which was the last science iteration, mm. when it was the last domain, that the UK government organised a trip to Paris with a lot of, um, it, was, it was a big party, we filled up about two or three carriages at Eurostar, <laughs> and they came over to Paris for a day, in a sense as a reward for having done all the work with PISA, so you had heads of science departments and teachers in those science departments coming over with head teachers and having a discussion day. And I have to say also the Department for Education, is, uh, it wasn't called that then, but, it, but the department sent over officials as well. And it was a very good day, actually. And it seems that actually, it seems, it seems to me that I think OECD is in a kind of pole position to advise governments about the areas of potential that they could exploit in relation to teachers and their organizations mm. and actually we have an ambition to better uh, collaborate and communicate with teachers yeah. and other stakeholders because of the importance that I highlighted earlier but also we are aware that to do so we need to have a very specific way of conveying messages and also to extract the information which is meaningful for teachers. That's why, for example, last year uh, when we did the thematic analysis of PISA 2012 data, we did one specific work to translate the findings, which was originally very technical, very uh, analytical work, into a material which is digestible and which makes sense to the everyday life of teachers. Yeah. So we would continue that kind of efforts so that we approach teachers, but also it is also important to find together the best platform to conduct the conversation and the dialogue between teachers' community and also the international organizations and the community running international studies. Tell me, as the um, governing body which uh, oversees PISA, which is the countries, taking part in PISA, have they ever kind of discussed the issue of dissemination, engagement and involvement of the teaching profession? Is that an area that's worth exploring with, with those countries? 
I think there's an interest among countries too, and they are aware of the interest and importance of having teachers as part of the discussion partners and as part of the target of the dissemination. That's why when we discussed, for example, the further plan of 2015 data use, one of the priorities was to address teachers directly, so kind of communication materials like we did for 2012, but we need to think further what would be more relevant for teachers, what would be more helpful for teachers, and to do so, we need to also ask questions to teachers, what they need in terms of the information, what way of analyzing and presenting yeah. data could be easy for them to then reflect on their daily practices. When PISA came out in 2000, actually the questionnaire, the instruments, were considered revolutionary hmm. uh, because they didn't ask um, students to regurgitate facts. They actually asked them to use and apply their knowledge mm. in relation to particular problems and real-life situations mm. that were set. I'm just wondering if there's ever been any comments from teachers about the nature of the questionnaires themselves, or do they more or less accept what they're asked to do? I mean, has there been any kind of questioning about... Well, we haven't studied yet concretely what was the feedback and the reaction of teachers when they participated in the teacher questionnaires. Uh, but probably we could uh, be inspired by the experience of TALIS survey, which is similar in nature, in the sense that teachers self-report their uh, practices, their uh, uh, feelings in terms of how they perceive the classroom situations, climate, and how they teach and have, how students learn. And uh, I think it is successful and it could be continuously successful if teachers think that the questions asked are actually relevant for the concerns of uh, their work, work or uh, if they think that questions uh, for which they are contributing to could create yeah. a dialogue to point out the issues and the challenges that they face and to create an evidence and the instruments and elements to uh, advance the dialogue on that challenges. Excellent. So I think that's the question that we need to ask to teachers to further reflect on the participation of teacher in PISA survey but also potential improvement in the future in terms of the generation of evidence related to teachers and teaching. Yes, that's a very, very interesting point because, of course, teachers are asked about their professional role in the classroom mm. through TALIS. There, is, there are discussions about a link between TALIS and PISA and what the synergies are. There is also the uh, optional questionnaire for teachers inside PISA themselves. It does seem to me, as you say, that there is a potentially rich area about teacher engagement in commenting on the PISA instruments themselves mm. within that. I mean, either as a special project or something like that. I mean, I think that really is worth exploring. I think you're right. So, I, I, the other thing, actually, and it, it came up with um, our EI OECD advisory committee, and that is about um, union leaders at a local as well as a national level being involved in the kind of policy implications of, of PISA at, at country level. I mean, particularly in the US, that's quite a big thing. People want to be engaged, mm. largely because the states have total control over education and the federal involvement is relatively limited. 
But it, it, it seems to me that the, the second arm of that is, in a sense, not just asking union leaders to actually comment on PISA and where it's going for policy implications nationally, but also saying to national union leaders, there is an engagement about PISA at local level and what the policy implications mm. are. How much do you want from us to actually further that engagement? Mm. I think that's a kind of interesting area we could explore. Yes, I agree with you. Then uh, the challenge to further advance that area is actually the nature of PISA. PISA is designed for the system level evaluation, whereas teachers might look for more of the information to help their practice to change tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Yeah. And also PISA is not designed for the formative assessment instruments. So teachers, even though they participate in PISA to contribute to the system level understanding of where teaching and learning stands, they cannot get the specific information of what's happening in your classroom, in your practice. So we need to also bridge that gap. We cannot change the purpose of PISA, but while keeping the purpose of PISA, which is the system level understanding, how we can get out of that data, which are also meaningful to reflect on what teachers can do tomorrow. So that is the area where I would like to work further with EI to come up with a good ideas and also to uh, let us hear the perspectives of teachers to enrich that endeavor. Well, I think that's I think that's a great way to end, actually. I, I, I think your offer to Education International, actually, to actually pursue that is a good one, and we'll certainly be looking at it. I, I think, uh, as we've said time and again, it's not just governments that own PISA, it's teachers in schools that own mm. PISA as well. Mm. So thank you very much. Thank you very year. much, John.